It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5740. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872. The builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark. Home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook. America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.com. US. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. Uh, it is a throwback Thursday, not a normal throwback Thursday here, Sports X Radio, uh, KDWN, because Andy Isco will not be with us. The busy little uh, B is going to be doing his little uh, proxy work all night tonight, tomorrow. Busy man, Superbook weekend. Get on down there. Mark Lawrence, of course, in town for that. Joined me last night at Steiner's Pub. But Sportex Radio, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Where do I originate from? Yes, that is correct. The PSBR Law Studios right here in Las Vegas. Brian Panish, the head honcho, senior partner. Panish, Shea Boyle, Rabaputi, the best in personal injury. SoCal for years and years. Now starting their fourth year here in the Vegas Valley. Over $3.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last decade for their clients. Success rate 99%. That's absolutely incredible. That's like Wayne Krivsky's winning percentage against KT in these baseball bets. <laughs> Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. 830-9353. You already know the 702 for Vegas. 830-9353-830-9353. And before we get rolling, want to get it in there. Again, the Westgate Super Contest now in its 35th year. Are you kidding me? The Ultimate Pro Football Handicapping Challenge is back. That's right. 35th year with more ways to win and over $1 million in guaranteed prizes. This year's Super Contest features 11 in-season contests, including two nine-week contests, plus an overall champion. That is 12 ways to win and 100% payback. So all that money coming back to the players. Back by popular demand, of course, the winner-take-all Super Contest Gold. 5K, baby. Put that up and only one winner. So if you uh, can afford to drop 5K, throw it in there, and uh, you never know. You may come out with uh, that first first place. I don't know. It's too rich for my blood, but uh, I'll be involved in the regular Super Contest. Sign up now through September 10th, only at the world-famous Westgate Las Vegas. That's right there, 3000 Paradise over there in uh, Las Vegas. And Andy Isco will be spending a lot of time down there, signing up a lot of people there. Circa, William Hill, the stations. I mean, all these contests going on. Andy Isco, the best proxy. Of all times. I mean, if they had a Mount Rushmore for proxies here in Vegas, Isco, he would take up three of the four spots. That's how good he is. Uh, Vegas Andy 711, Vegas Andy 711 
at Cox.net. Vegas Andy 7-Eleven at Cox.net. Now, little uh, craziness going on. Bears and Seahawks total in that game adjusted as we knew they would adjust these totals based on how 14 of the first 17 preseason games went over the total. It is now 27-11 as Seattle just put up an eight-point score with 205 to go. But the total 39 and never moved. Open at 39, stayed at 39. That's what it's at right now. 39 and the game is sitting on 38, 27 to 11. There were some 38 and a halfs, including at the Westgate. It dropped down to 38 and a half. I hate losing by a half point. My God, that just drives you nuts. But the Bears, very impressive tonight. Again, uh, backups for both teams. I mean, Geno Smith, how's this guy even still on a roster? This guy's pathetic. I mean, going up against, you know, some second team, third team defenders there for the Bears. Just Geno Smith, man. Nothing really. Uh, they've got Jacob Eason, the youngster out of uh, Washington. He's not or out of Georgia, actually, and uh, then transferred to Washington. But, you know, pretty good quarterback there, and he showed some flashes of brilliance there in the second half. But they're going to, you know, pretty much know where they're going with, and that's uh, Fields will be their guy. So 27 to 11, we'll let you know any developments. But right now it looks like the Bears is three-and-a-half-point dogs at the Westgate. Going to get the outright win if you had the Bears on the money line. And the under, that's the way it looks now. But again, if there's a score at all in the uh, final two minutes, then that game would go over the total. And Seattle does have the ball back. And so we'll keep an eye on it. And uh, you never know. They may have, wow, and you almost, and there you got it. You got a pass interference down around the 30-yard line on the Bears with two minutes, two-minute warning right there. So uh, that could be a touch foul right there. And all of a sudden, (laughs) if you had the under, you're sweating this one big time. All right, uh, Major League Baseball, before we get with our good pal Wayne Krivsky. In fact, I'll bring him in for uh, some of these baseball scores. Uh, Kriv, you got a, a little parlay going. You started out nicely with a little Baker's dozen as uh, St. Louis puts up a 13 spot on Colorado behind Wainwright. 40 year old, better than 40 year old pitcher going seven plus and better than a 40 year old hitter hitting a grand slam in the same game. First time it's been done. Pool holes with the grand salami and the 13 uh, nothing shutout for Adam Wainwright and the Redbirds, who continue to excel and now 15 games over 500. You, of course, have the bet with KT. You suckered me into it, and uh, no, there no, it is. No, 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 no the no. worst is, the worst is no, no, that no. I looked at the schedule after I, after I made that bet. I had no idea. I looked at the schedule. I, I mean, you should have been minus you 600. Be prepared, I, you I, I, you're, that's what Come I'm on. saying. I, I, I deserve it. I'm glad it was only a 50 spot because virtually – Right now, I'd have to win the last four games head-to-head that we have left with you just to have an What's opportunity. Now? I lost track. Three. <laughs> it's three. No, the, the, and the Brewers came up big with a win yeah, today a against win the Dodgers. The Brewers today. Yep. Yeah. So they took, what, two out of four from the Dodgers? Yeah, they split. Yep. So if you can do that, I don't care if they it's They won with Woodruff and Burns. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the way, the way the Dodgers are playing, I'll take it. I mean, and, and Milwaukee, an opportunity yeah, to win you gotta three Yeah, you got to be happy with that. you got to yeah. be happy winning two games. Yeah, because uh, St. Louis has to go to San Diego and L.A. still. Yeah. And, I need the uh, pods to complete that little parlay with the Cardinals. Here. All right, so we'll, we'll get to that. Here. All right, don't yeah. don't rush it, man. We're no, not no. there yet. We're not at that last game of the National League. So thirteen nothing. Talk to me about St. Louis, though. I mean, they've really turned the switch. Yeah. I mean, the schedule's played into their uh, favor, but at the end of the day, you still got to win the games, and they've come up big. They've gotten timely hitting, but really, the one-two combination of Goldschmidt and Arenado has been outstanding, and really Goldschmidt all year. So many good veterans on that team, Ken. You got Wainwright. You got Pujols. You got Molina. You got those the two you just mentioned, they're not on Goldschmidt. I mean it's a it's a real veteran team with a lot of postseason experience. Part of the reason I like them, I like their trade deadline pickups too to help their rotation with Quintana and and Montgomery. Still don't understand how the Yankees give up Montgomery for a player that's 
on the DL maybe for a while longer. So, uh, yeah, I like the Cardinals team. A little bit of concern on the late end of the game bullpen situation there, but it's it's been okay. They've been tremendous at home. If they can get that third seed, they're going to have home field for the first round of that of that wild card series. So I, I, I really like the Cardinals. Kind of a sleeper team for me. Yeah, they're not sleeper anymore for anybody else because people are starting to pay attention. And uh, like I said, I could be on the outside looking in because I don't think the Brewers are going to make the postseason unless they win the Central. We'll see how it pans it's out. It's going to be close. In a three-way battle with tight. Philly and the Padres right now, Atlanta getting a win. We'll get to that game in just a sec. That final uh, was 3-2. to two. Braves behind Max Fried. He and Jacob DeGrom went head-to-head. Uh, Atlanta had a 2 nothing lead. It's funny, then Connor was up, and I said, gosh, this guy hasn't done anything. And I, I literally jumped in the shower to get ready. I come out, the game's 2-2, two to two, and I looked, and sure enough, he hit a two-run jack to get things even. Uh, but Atlanta gets the big run, and they got it off DeGrom, so they beat DeGrom. And I was saying to myself, after the Mets rallied to uh, get a 9-7 victory, and they had a 6-1 lead, but the Braves came back, made it nine, uh, 6-5, and then 9-5 Mets, and hold on 9-7 last night. But this was a big one because when you can beat one of the two, if you can beat Scherzer or DeGrom or get a win when those guys start, that's clutch. And uh, to me, what it did as the Mets pushed it back to four and a half last night, it goes back down to three and a half. And that to me opens the door to where, you know, not, not that Atlanta would be out of it five and a half. You're only, you know, the 18th of August, but you're running out of head to head games with the Mets. And so I looked and I said, you know, if Atlanta gets this win tonight, that kind of you know, nullifies the four out of five that the Mets took back there in New York. Yeah, I think Atlanta was looking forward to this series, get a little payback for losing a four out of five up there at City Field recently. And uh, it, I, I like Atlanta's team a lot. I think the Mets are going to hold them off. I like the Mets a lot. I've been on them from day one. I'm a big Buck Showalter fan. I like the additions they made to their roster. And uh, they're playing well. They're playing good team baseball. But for the Braves to win three out of four here and, and face DeGrom and Scherzer come out with a split there, they got to feel real good right now. Plus, they're signing. I hear they're negotiating with the Grissom kid who just came up, and they're also negotiating with Swanson, and they just gave Michael Harris, who might be the rookie of the year, $72 million. I mean, yeah. they're 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 doing a hell of a job. And Harris jumped in from double-A, I think, right? And he, and he didn't also... have much triple-A if he had any at all. You're right, yeah. Grissom came up from double-A, too. Another good-looking kid. Yeah, Boy, yeah, they're they're I mean, doing a hell of a job. We're seeing more and more of that where former major leaguers, their kids are getting in the game. I mean, why not? They have all the tools. They have, you know, with just in this day and age, when you have the money to uh, get the kids going early on, you're able to see just a ton of names. You recognize the last name right away, and sure enough, it's either going to be a a son or a nephew, uh, usually from one of the yeah. former. These guys leaders. are athletes too, yep. Ken. They're big time athletes. It's it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for the Braves fan. These guys are signed for eight, nine, ten years. It's pretty exciting. They got to get Swanson signed, in okay. my opinion. And Dansby Swanson hitting at two ninety two, having a pretty good year. Acuna Junior. only at two seventy two, but still, I mean, he's the guy that you can expect to go off at any time. Olson two forty eight. That's got to be a major disappointment. No, you he's lose, all, yeah for average. Yeah, you lose Freddie Freeman, but I mean, he's still getting some big pops. Yep, yep. He's not. He, I think uh, most people thought he wasn't going to be the average hitter that Freeman is. He's not in that, not in quite in that conversation. But power wise, he is. Run production, and he's a hell of a guy. And and uh, plays a good first base. He's a local product from, uh, I think, Parkview High School where Jeff Francoeur went, broke all his records. And uh, I like I like Olsen a lot. He fits well on that team. There you go. All right. So we'll keep an eye on that football game again with the total right there, 
for the taking. And Seattle has a first down last I saw. I believe they're right around the red zone. And so if they score at all, and I don't think they would kick a field goal. I mean, unless uh, for it's 27 to 11. The only way they kick a field goal is if it's fourth and 10, fourth and 15. You know, but even then they may go for it. So we'll wait and see how things pan out. But uh, right now it is 27 to 11. That total again, 39. Bears lead at 27 11 over Seattle, the only standalone game in preseason football tonight. So the uh, Braves get the win. Freed gets the win at 11 and 4. Now DeGrom suffers his first loss. He did strike out nine, but gave up those three earned runs in six and two thirds. Didn't walk anybody, and that's what you want to see. If you're a Mets fan, if you look at Scherzer and you look at DeGrom, I mean, literally the two guys in the last two games have given up a total of like eight hits. And, uh, you know, very few yeah, walks. And seven, yeah, 17 strikeouts and, and, and a walk. It's I amazing. Mean, Two power guys that don't walk people. And really, Seattle, yeah. get, Seattle just got a 17-yard touchdown reception from Aaron Fuller. So there it is. I believe they got their last touchdown. And then as they're reviewing it, and it will stand, it is a good touchdown as he lands on his shoulder. His feet came down out of bounds after he made the catch, but he held on. So 27-17. So if you have the over in this one, you get it. Miracle finish by the Seattle Seahawks as they're going to get two touchdowns inside the last three minutes of this ball game, And uh, they're still going to lose. They're going to lose as the favorite, but the game's going to go over the total. And uh, that is a bad beat if you had the under 39. That's one of those tough ones. Didn't touch it, and I just feel for you if you had it because I believe they must have gotten an onside kick. Uh, or I don't know how they got the ball back so quickly after their touchdown, but I don't want to speculate. I'll go back and I'll look at it and get you the skinny on that a little bit later. So let's go back to the scores as far as Major League Baseball. Milwaukee talked about it, the 5-3 win over the Dodgers, and Heaney's actually pitched pretty well for the Dodgers. He has. Uh, Not a ton of innings, but still yeah, solid, he, solid they're, innings. They're counting on him. They yeah. really are. They traded Mitch White to Toronto. I, I didn't quite understand that move. These teams that traded pitching that are in contention, you just don't have enough, Ken. You know, I... I Mitch White and Jordan Montgomery getting traded from contenders. I, I think it's a little short-sighted, my humble opinion. But uh, uh, so I, I, those those kind of moves where you trade from your pitching depth that that can come back and bite you. Milwaukee. When I look at their lineup, I mean their bullpen too has been shaky, and we know they traded Hader away to the uh, Padres. But when I look, I mean, what happened? What happened to Yelich? I mean, here's a guy that was a triple crown threat a few years ago, and and now. I mean, the guy's he's treading water at 250. Yeah. He's kind of a shell of him, his old self, Ken. I don't know what it is. He had some shoulder and, I think, back issues, too. And I, he's just not the same player at all. They have him leading off, and he's 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 shown a – he hit a ball the other night, about, like the old Yelich, about 430 feet to center field. He, he, he showed it that it's in there, but it, it hasn't been anything consistent. So, uh you're right. He's not the player he was a few years ago. All right. McCutcheon, a couple home runs today, three RBIs. That's key. He's only hitting 253. They need him to wake up. Hunter Renfro, three for three and a home run as well. And it's Hunter Renfro, R-E-N-F-R-O-E, not O-W, like the Hunter Renfro for the Raiders, of course. So that is kind of unbelievable how you have two Hunter Renfros yeah. in two of the major sports. And that is odd. That's an that's yeah that's kind of unusual for sure. Yeah, he's he's a heck of a right fielder too. He can throw. He's got as good a right field arm as there is in the game. I put him up there with Mookie Betts for a right field arm. So and it's Brousseau, right? The uh, third baseman. Brousseau, yeah, Brousseau. from Tampa Bay. So yep. so Brousseau is hitting two sixty one. That is the highest average on the Milwaukee Brewers starting nine. That's hard to believe, man. He's just a part time player too. Although he has, uh, 
Wow. I mean, McCutcheon's 253 is did, second. Did Wong, what is, did Wong play today? Wong played. He's hitting 244. Wow. I thought he was a little Caratini higher than that. had the big home run or the big hit. How about Roddy Telez? Is he better than that? Uh, he could be. He did not play today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's part of the Brewers' problem. And I, I think the trade of Hater, I, I, I still don't like it. Uh, they got Devin Williams now in the ninth. I saw he struck out the side last night. I don't trust Matt Bush in that seventh or eighth inning. Uh, they got Taylor Rogers from the Padres, who he struggled a little bit. Certainly, as a closer, I like him more in that setup role. But you trade Hater, it, it it almost took them a week to recover from that trade. Ken, you know they they didn't do much. Uh, they were shell shocked by that. I think. How shell shocked were they from the Tatis eighty game suspension? I mean, here oh, you're anticipating this guy coming back. And, you know, I was talking with somebody. I said, what does he think? He has diplomatic immunity to being tested because he's been out, you know, for three quarters of the year. I mean, so thinking that he's going to be able to, you know, get away with doing stuff. I mean, they're going to test you. They're going to make sure that you're not accelerating, you know, your recovery. And for the Padres, you know, here they are figuring, okay, we're going to bolster up the team. And then when we get Tatis Jr. back, we're at least going to be able to hold our own and maybe have a chance to finally beat the Dodgers because they can't beat the Dodgers worth of crap. Yep. Losing 17 and 19, whatever it is. Yep. So, you know, you're figuring, okay, when he gets back, that's going to put some pop in that lineup. The lineup's okay, but it really would have some pop there. And, of course, they had to trade Hosmer away. Uh, but your take on this on this Padres team uh, as far as lineup-wise without Tatis Jr. because uh, he's not going to be back for the year. Yeah, that's a big blow. If they're fans and everyone there on cloud nine one week and then they get the Tatis news, that's a real blow for them. I, I think there's enough there uh, without him. Uh, they're starting pitching. Blake Snell's come around. He's starting to be the guy that people thought he was going to be in the way he pitched in Tampa. That, he's a huge key to their rotation. Manaya's got to get going. Uh, Musgrove's, yeah, he's been okay. Little, little shaky at times. Darvish, none of these guys uh, have had a lot of postseason success. Uh, let's say, but I worry a little about the Padres. Uh, but I think they got enough to hold off Milwaukee. I think they'll. I think they'll. I think the Phillies are going to get in. I got Milwaukee being a team that's on the outside. What are you hearing about Bryce Harper, real quick? Because I know he was taking batting practice. Yeah, I think he's going to be back here in the next probably ten days, two weeks. I think he'll be back in September. See how it all pans out. Seattle trying to get the two point conversion, no good. The Bears able to snuff it out. Otherwise, it would have been a one. Well, actually, they. Uh... No, in fact, they overruled the touchdown. So take that off the board. So it's 27-11, 43 seconds to go, a third and goal now. So you're still alive with the under. I did not see that come off the board again. We have it on with no sound. And here's a throw to the back of the end zone, and that's no good. So you're going to have a fourth and goal now. So if you have the under, bear with me, forgive me. I did not see them take that. I'm telling you, I saw the touchdown, what I thought was a touchdown. It looked like a TD to me. Uh, The shoulder lands you know totally in before and that's good that's a you know the shoulder goes down first and then the feet hit out of bounds uh i mean at least a a good half second after the shoulder went down so if he bobbled it or maybe that ball slipped out something or maybe somehow but it did not look like that at all to me i'm sure you'll see the replay uh but right now it comes down to a fourth and goal the total sitting on 38 the total for the game is 39 37 seconds to go in seattle uh, trying to get it. They throw a floater up again, and this one's out of bounds, and that's it. That's, this game is going to stay under. So, uh, And a terrible pass from Easton. If you're going to throw a fade pattern to the corner on fourth down, who cares if it gets intercepted? You at least have to keep the ball in bounds in the field of play. But for you folks that have the under, I'm happy. For you folks that have the over, look, I'm always on top of this stuff. 
And it, when you see this replay, if you had the over, you'll be very upset that that was not called a touchdown. But it, the game looks like, for all intents and purposes, it will end 27-11, to 11, so it will stay under the total of 39 as they pulled that TD off the board. So people right now driving around, some of you love me and others hate me. It's all right. It's I, It comes with the territory. It's part of doing radio. But I always try and give you the scores right away and stay up on top of it. The Seattle lead now over Washington's Mystics late third quarter, 60-58. to 58. Uh, big WNBA game. Get to that uh, those scores in a second. The Aces last night with a big win. Win it by 16, by the way. And if you played that game early, the overnight line was 15, and the game closed at 16 and a half. You could have actually middled that game if you played it both ways. If you played it late and you took the 16 and a half, then you got the win. If you laid the 16 and a half with the Aces, you got burned by the old hook. So uh, sometimes it's frustrating. That's why they tell you to get on those lines when you can, and that's the great thing of having the overnight lines. Uh, Washington and Seattle, again, I'll keep an eye on that WNBA game, tied at 60 late third quarter from Seattle. That is game one of that series as well. Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky, SportsX Radio rolling at you. Uh, We're coming up on break in a little bit. Beautiful Lourdes working the board, taking care of business. Uh, Bears and Seahawks, again, that game is now... Just about official. 26 seconds. One more kneel down, I think, for the Bears, and that'll do it. Uh, Back to the National League scores. Arizona, 5-0 shutout behind Zach Gallen. Logan Webb starts for Logan Webb against Arizona. I want to say that uh, there was some – Mark Lawrence put out something – the, the Giants were like 24-4 and four against the Diamondbacks or something in some scenario that he had it. And he liked Logan Webb and the Giants today. But Zach Allen, he's been impressive, and he's 10-2 and two now. Yeah, between he and Merrill Kelly. That, that's, that, that is that's solid. Made, it's, it's a pretty good top of the rotation. I, I, that was a tough game for me, good pitching matchup, and uh, I stayed away from that. But Gallon can pitch, and I liked Logan Webb too. It was a, it was a tough call. I'll tell you, i got to give it as much as I was on Lavello and uh, – in Arizona last year because they were so woeful. It was hard to even watch. And when you have a home in Phoenix and those home games are on all the time, today five runs, 13 hits. But, again, like you said, uh, Kelly and Gallon, outstanding. Both these guys have been pitching lights out. And the Diamondbacks are 55-63. and They're only four games behind the Giants for third place. Yeah, they're a scrappy team. They are. Yeah, they're very scrappy. they got a bunch of grind. Not not. Not a lot of household names there, but uh, they play good baseball and they run the bases. They got some good young players. The Jake McCarthy kid is can swing the bat. So can Peralta. How about Gallon at twelve strikeouts today too? Did he really? I yeah. didn't. I did not see that. No, that's. Uh, no, he's been good. He's pretty, very consistent all year. There you go. All right. Uh, update. Bottom of the sixth. Padres and Nationals tied at one. But the Padres at first and third and nobody out. So, Krivsky, you're feeling a little better right there. You better at least yeah. get one run out of that. Yeah. That, yeah. that irritates yeah. me. When I get a team that gets men at the corners and nobody out and they don't score, that'll drive me nuts. Yep, yep. I, uh, before uh, we get go past that D-back, so i got to give a little shout-out to someone over 70 years old. Brent Stroms made a big difference on that Arizona pitching staff. Pitching coach go. came from Dusty, came from the Astros. He's done a nice a job with that years. team. I know him a little bit, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd love, love to see some of the old timers get their just due because they yep. know the game. And we, you know, when you get to be, uh, you know, Krivsky or Isco's age, man, they try to force you out. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good man. He's he's had success here the last several years with uh, a lot of pitch in Houston and now with Arizona. All right, so I, I'm telling you right now. Now, Wayne, it just came up and says end of the sixth inning, one one. So I, I got to go back to the play by play when we go to commercial because this uh, again that would drive me nuts. If you had first and third, nobody out, and you don't score. 
Sounds like a double play ball to me. Yeah, either that or ESPN just had it off. Yeah, see, it, there were two outs with just a man on first. They didn't have those dots yeah. there, so it was first and third with two. You outs. can get deked on some of those sometimes. I, I, it happens to me all the time. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like it. I mean, I think if you I, if you have somebody in this day and age of sports betting, I get it. You have interns, yeah, uh, and you have young people. If you can't get people to handle that part, and let me tell you, Chris Berman, Chris Berman's a big better. Okay, so yes, Chris used to get his his pager from my buddy that ran a paging company out here in Vegas. This is back 20 years ago. Yeah. And he only got those because they had all the lines and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Chris, Chris was always wagering on the game. So it would be a pet peeve of his to make sure that the scores that you put up there are correct. How about, how about in college basketball nice. when you get those oh. late three-pointers and they, and they count it or don't right, count right, right. it? And, but no, it'll show zeros. Yeah. It'll show zeros on the clock, and then all of a sudden they'll post the final score that's different than what they showed you with the zeros left. Exactly. Drives yeah. you bananas. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. you, you think you got a so W? Games, yeah. It's hard to get a W. You know, it's hard. That's the worst, right, because you think you have a W. Not only do you lose, now all of a sudden you've lost double because you're ha- you had that money in your yep. account, but now they're taking it away oh, and man. the juice. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Welcome Tomorrow's to our another world. day. Yeah. yeah, I know. Tomorrow's another day, but you'd rather it hurts. have it. It hurts. Yeah, no, there's no question. They never go the other way in your oh, favor. They do. they do once in a while, but we forget those because <laughs> yeah, we expe- we we're supposed those. to win those. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. We had that the whole way. So it is top seven, one, one, Washington and San Diego. Darvish on the hill. How good has he been this year, Wayne? Darvish? Yes. Uh, yeah, he's been good. Solid. I, I think he's, uh, I want to see him do it in the postseason. That's kind of been his bugaboo here. He's, uh, He's a solid major league pitcher. He's probably their number one, I, I think, in my opinion. I, uh, Snell's pitching a lot better, but I can't get him into Darvish's class right now. Uh, uh, I trust Darvish to a certain extent. I think well, he's going to What happened give to the other guy that was Musgrove? Uh, yeah. yeah, Musgrove's solid. Yeah, Musgrove's he's good. not the one? I don't think so. I'd take Darvish. No? Oh no! I'm just I'm just trying to. Yeah, I no, mean, Musgrove well, is he the one with the big pull, pay, pull payday? Up, pull up the numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Musgrove got a hundred. Darvish, you got a nice contract too. All right. Yeah. It's it's a good discussion. I think Musgrove got number one money. He got twenty million a year. So that's that's, that's you know, one and a half money. Yeah. One and two. Slightly more yeah. than I pay you for your Thursday. Appearances. Yeah, I know it. I know that's. Uh, that's why I keep coming here. I know. That's, that's it. I mean, you gotta, somebody's got to buy got the, that check somebody's in the, buy yet, the freaking dough for the freaking cookies that's right. that Donna's making. Yeah, yeah, and prices are going up. It's killing her. Yeah, no doubt. And, of course, she's uh, spending all the time, you know, trying to get that Mets logo. Ah, she's working hard on that Mets logo. Nice Getting that skyline on, on that cookie. Here's the, wait, here's the Not best. Not just the wait, NY. Let me, let me just tell you. Here's the best. My daughter, Kiara, and she's a big Mets fan, like her dad. And so I text her a picture of the two different Mets cookies. And I said, hey, I saved these for you. Two hours later, I go, all right, just delete that text. Because I ate both We got to wait for Chris to get both. back from Atlanta. Unbelievable. <laughs> I ate them both. And Kiara was like, thanks, Dad. Yeah, I was like, so Donna, no I mean, look, look, Donna, no. I know you're listening. It's not a sob story. It is the truth. But those cookies were good. And I really like both of those. Both of those with the, with the Mets logos were great. Still the Georgia Delights. Georgia Delight. The, yeah, that's, that's still, your cookie, yeah. That's still my fave. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, we're, I'm going to have to change the name to that with the Braves beating the Mets again, taking three out of four. Braves win that. It's not going to be a Georgia delight for KT. Although yeah. if, You're uh, in good shape. You're in her, good shape. If, you got if, the if, Phillies if, coming up this weekend, right? It's yeah. another big series. Yep. I was going to say if Herschel can win down there in Georgia, that'll be a Georgia gotta delight have for Herschel. KT. Got to have, gotta have Herschel. Come on, Herschel. Take care of business. Uh, let's go 
And uh, we're going to do the American League when we come back. So we'll leave it with the only game that's going right now, National League, Washington and the Pods from Petco, tied at one with Annabelle Sanchez, who came into the night 0-5, pitching pretty well against the Friars. Keep an eye on that one. Wayne needs the Padres to get the parlay. All right, so... Yes, uh, they're only a four dollar favorite. Yeah, that's it. You know, just just pull strongly there for Krivsky. He couldn't just go with the nice little underdog Annabelle Sanchez plus three fifty. I mean, how fat would that little parlay be? Yeah. But we'll we'll root in the Friars for you at his top seven. We'll get to the American League, and don't forget our good pal from the Westgate is going to be joining us. That's right, Art Dice twenty one. Arthur De Caesar joins us in hour number two. Normally he's Wednesdays, but his schedule has been uh, tough, so he's. He's got a lot of stuff going on, so he'll be with us not only this Thursday, but next Thursday as well. But I do encourage you to get down there, see Mark Lawrence and uh, many others that are hanging out this weekend. And Wager Talk, uh, good people over there. Wager Talk, Ralph Michaels, uh, uh, God, just so many great people that I, uh, God, D'Angelo, man, is still there. I mean, just Marco's great people. I mean, there's a lot of great people over there at Wager Talk. So get on down there. They've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend as well. But we'll look at the American League scores when we come back. Again, uh, demographically, if you do fall, and a lot of my audience does fall in the category between the ages of 40 and 72, if you do, then you are uh, good to go as far as the Preventative Diagnostic Center. That's right. We've got the only scanner of its kind in the region. Gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart and lung disease and cancer. Call the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Schedule that free educational consultation. Let them know Ken Thompson Sports X Radio sent you. You got that 702 down for Vegas. 534 534-7900. 534-7900. Jot it down. Go check it out. Go to pdcenterlv.com. You're able to see the scanner there. You'll see KT's commercial. It's almost two years now. It's been running here in the Vegas Valley. And the cool thing is the comfortable scan takes only a couple minutes. Then you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist a few days later. Heart CT scan, calcium score, that's what will get you in the doors to check it out, guys. Make sure, gentlemen especially, that the Widowmaker not clogging up, that the arteries are clear. Uh, Also, you want to make sure you don't have any cancer. If it is starting up, you want to make sure that you get it and you're able to combat it right away. And uh, that is huge. So get that heart CT scan and calcium score. Total $125 for not only your $600 value, but your significant other absolutely free. So a potential $1,200 value. And a total of $125. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. The Preventative Diagnostic Center. Give them a call, 534-7900, and they will take all those risks, risk factors into consideration. So, you know, don't shy away just if you have, you know, if you're, if you're old. Again, you're between 40 and 72. You still want to know, right? Don't be like, ah, I don't want to know. I've been abusing my body, you know, with tobacco, or I got high blood pressure, or high cholesterol, or triglyceride levels. I'm obese. I've got diabetes. We've got a family history of heart attacks. You know, lack of physical activity, you know, uh, I can't get my butt up and get working out anymore because I'm hurting too much. I've got high stress. All these things negatively come into play, but you want to make sure that you get down there because, again, worst case scenario, you have something maybe starting up, but you're able to combat it before it's stage four and there's nothing they can do. And not all stage fours are nothing they can do, but there's, you know, you want to nip it in the bud when you can. That's why you got to take charge of your health. And so that early detection that we talk about, that is key. All right, Lourdes takes us to break. We are live, PSBR Law Studios. It is SportsX Radio on a throwback Thursday. Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky, talk some more baseball, get to the American League, and also a couple big uh, interleague games. And there's a reason Mark Hoke's not in studio tonight. We'll tell you about it when we come back.
songs they have uh, they have several but i really like that on that uh dark side of the moon album right there uh number one selling album i think of all times incredible you know they you know the songs money dark side of moon time uh just great songs i love pink floyd really do and uh that group aussie floyd you heard bill krakenberger talk about them uh they will be here in vegas and uh they will be down there in arizona and chandler and I, I want to say, I, I saw an ad come across uh, that Crackman sent me. I forget how many sellouts in a row because they'll, they'll come once a year and uh, really good stuff. If you like Pink Floyd like I do, you'll enjoy it. And really enjoyed the uh, setup over there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with The Wall and got some great pictures there as well with my wife, Christina. Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky on a throwback Thursday. Lourdes running the show. And uh, we are rocking and rolling here. Wayne and I talking a little Houston Astros uh, when we went to break, we're going to get into uh, Major League Baseball and stay with it for a while. Update Washington leading Seattle 77-75, 438 to go in the fourth quarter. And uh, that game is huge. Uh, opening game between the Mystics and Seattle. Uh, game one in the WNBA playoffs. That is the second of two and the uh, first game. Uh, let me just give you that score right now. This is one KT gave out on the show last night. I said Connecticut minus 9.5, Dallas down one of their starters. I said Connecticut will blow them out. They beat them by 25, 93 to 68, easily covered the 9.5. and 163.5 was the total, and the game hits 161, so the game stays under the total. And, again, I'll keep an eye on that Washington-Seattle game. Uh, Seattle closing as a four-point favorite, total 157. So it looks like for all intents and purposes, that game will for sure go over the total. Finish up in the major leagues. Uh, we go to the American League. Texas, a 10-3 victory over Oakland, Dunning on the Hill. Uh, nice effort. Easy over there. Texas Rangers still, they uh, were cleaning house this past week there, uh, Wayne Krisky. Yeah, my thought, old team. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, maybe you're back in the... Uh, back in the saddle, yeah. yeah. What, what, what about it? What happened there? Not only, uh, I think the president got fired too, right? Yeah, he did. John Daniels been there a long time, about 16, 17 years. Uh, he was 28 years old when he got the job. Youngest GM ever. Uh, yeah, big shakeup. Manager goes first, kind of odd. You see them both going the same week. Uh, unusual set of circumstances there. I, I, I don't know the details there, but... Texas has fallen on some hard times. I don't think the owner's too pleased with the state of their farm department and maybe their amateur scouting and uh, play on the field has not been good either. They're six and twenty-four in one-run games. I think I saw Ken. Boy, that six and twenty not, something like that. That'll drive you nuts. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then they spent half a billion dollars on Semyon and Seeger over the off-season, and uh, so they want immediate results there with that. They're in a brand-new stadium. We're hoping to contend here in the short term, and they haven't. So uh, They made a push, and they looked like they were going to push because they were going past the Angels, and then all of a sudden your uh, Seattle Mariners got rolling. Yep. But, you know, they, they made a push, but, uh, boy, they get, uh, they get the win tonight. But, yeah, it's not been good down there in Arlington. Meanwhile, Houston, three touchdowns, three extra points, 21-5 to on the south side with Luis Garcia in control, minus 130. Uh, over there at the Westgate, total eight and a half. And again, they had that themselves after three and a half innings. It was 10 nothing Houston. 
And uh, boy, this this White Sox team, every time they tease you yeah. to where you think they're going to make a run and maybe get into right there into the thick of things, they're still behind Cleveland uh, right there with Minnesota for second place there in the uh, Central. But I'm not sold on this White Sox team at all. Uh, they've been disappointing. You're right, Ken. I think I, I remember before the season started, I, I thought they'd win double digits in this division. I really did. I, but you got to do it on the field, and they haven't. Some shoddy defense, some inconsistent hitting, a lot of injuries. They haven't had a lot go right, and like you said, they got on a five-game winning streak. I think they got uh, four game, five games over 500, and then they lose uh, with Cease on the mound against Verlander and then uh, Giolito today. Uh, wow, and to get beaten that fashion, uh, tough pill to swallow if you're a White Sox fan. you got to be shaking your head because there's they're st- still, still plenty of time, and they've got a soft schedule in September, so it – it certainly can be done. You can't. Uh, I've, all year I've had trouble with that division. Who's going to win? All right. Meanwhile, uh, and Art Dice will join us in hour number two, but he's a big Yankee fan. So the Yankees get the walk-off grand slam. Uh, you know, last night Donaldson comes up big. Uh, and it was a wild game because Tampa ends up getting three in the top of the 10th. And, you know, both teams, of oh. course, starting with that man on second. But if a team puts up a three spot, you're usually done, you're right? You're usually in good shape, yeah. That yeah. was off Chapman there in the 10th uh, or 11th inning. 10th inning. 10th inning. inning, yeah. yeah. So 8 to, eight to 7, the Yankees win. So you would figure for a team that had struggled and only won three of their last, you know, 14 games that this would, you know, propel them to Huge get another win. win. And uh, lo and behold, not only did they not win, uh, Berrios gets run support right away and Montes gets roughed up in 9 to 2. Toronto, the game goes over the total of 11, but you could have got the uh, Blue Jays at a plus 145. Yep, yep. Uh, I got hurt on the Yankees. I bought into the momentum thing from last night. Huge. Now the team's relaxed after uh, a tough stretch. Didn't work out that way. Toronto had other ideas. Smoked them. What was it, 9-2 you said? 9-2, 10-2? 9-2, Toronto getting the win. Yeah. Uh, Tampa also uh, comes up big, so they bounce back after the tough loss to the Yankees. They go home and they beat up on Kansas City and Max Castillo. Uh, Patino in control, and Tampa wins at 7-1. to one. What's your take on the Rays again? Now, where are you with your bet, that yeah. under bet? Will you right. have to sweat it? I'm going to have to sweat it, I think. It's 89.5. It's, it's close. Uh, the fact they beat the Yankees two out of three and then win in this one, which you would think they would win tonight, but... I was hoping they might have a little letdown after that Yankee series. But, I think they uh, have a ton of games against the Orioles. Uh, they, yeah, I think you're right. Like about ten or twelve, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I'll be with Mark Hoke rooting yeah, for. Uh, You'll be rooting for, for all for Hoke. and bring on that uh, Oriole Magic song. Let's uh, go. No magic tonight as the Cubbies go into uh, Camden Yards and beat them three to two. So Hoke not a happy camper. All of a sudden the O's have lost two in a row. The mm. good news for him, Orioles baseball will be on ESPN this Sunday night against the Boston Red Sox. I mean, this late in the season to have the Orioles on Sunday night baseball. That's got to be the first time in six or seven years, hasn't it? I I would think so. I can't remember seeing them, but they've they've been a fun team. I I still think they're going to rue the fact they gave up on uh, Jorge Lopez, their closer. They they need every bullpen. That one made no sense to me. Uh, uh, I sound like I'm pretty negative on these trades, Ken, but there were a lot of them I liked, but We've highlighted a few that I, I didn't quite understand. And JT Brubaker coming up big for KT. He's, of course, for the Buccos, the Pirates. He was 2-10 and 10 going into the game, but he pitched a gem. And uh, it was 8 nothing Pittsburgh when I looked up, and they went 8-2 to two against Boston. Game does yeah. go over that 8.5, but you could have got the Pirates a plus 135 in that game, and they uh, come up big 8-2 to two over Boston. That drops the Red Sox back to a game under five hundred. 
So for them to beat me in my bet from the beginning of the year, which is 85 and a half, they got to go over. They literally, I want to say they have to go 29 and 16 or something like that in their last 45, something like that. I'm trying, I'll have to look. It's, It's something like that, maybe... Uh, 27 and 16. Yeah, 59 and, yeah. They're 59 and 60, so they played 84 and a half, so 25 85 wins. and a half, 85 okay, and so a half. Okay, so you can live with 26 wins. That gets them to 80 and 40. 26 and 17, something like that. Yeah, 85 and 77, you'd be a winner. Yep. Yeah, 26 and, and, 26 and 17, rest of the way. I don't see it. Okay, there you go. You probably don't need want to hear that. But no, 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 no. They they have to go. I mean, 20, they have they actually have to go 27 and 16, 16 correct, to beat me. Correct, yeah. to so beat 26 you. and yep. 17, they can go. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll be sweating the, the Rays, I think. Yeah, the only one I'll be sweating maybe is uh, the Marlins. Now, the, they lost the other night, uh, last night. So they're 14 games under 500, mm-hmm. I believe. And I, I need them to finish at least 10 games under 500. Okay. Because I have 76 and a half. I have they probably have a lot of games left with Philly, Atlanta, and New York. So you... Yeah, I'd like they've, to, yeah, I'd like they've, to have got, some, they've got some with Washington too, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's and we'll that offense is out. anemic. So uh, I think you're in good shape. All right, update: Washington 81, Seattle 80. A minute 29 to go. Again, uh, Connecticut a one game to none lead over Dallas, 93 to 68. They blew out the Wings. Uh, update: The uh, Las Vegas Aces because they'll be playing game two. At home, the best out of five against Phoenix. They are minus 16 again in game two over there at the Michelob Ultra Light Arena at the Mandalay Bay. Total 167. That game will be at 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. Uh, meanwhile, New York and Chicago game two from the Windy City. And look at Chicago getting that money uh, up to nine already. Actually, it opened at nine. Remember, their line of the opening game was seven and a half, got bet up to 10. And New York, a big fourth quarter, beat Chicago. So the defending champs, their back's against the wall because if they go down 2 0, they got to go back to New York. And uh, right now, they are minus nine total, is 169. And uh, those games will be on Saturday, game two in the WNBA playoffs. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball will get to some overnights with Art Dice when he comes back. Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky, uh, we got you through all the uh, baseball games. Bottom of the seventh, Padres are up. Game still one-to-one. Again, Krivs need, needs that one for a parlay. Uh, Bears beat the Seahawks 27-11. And again, it uh, looked like for all intents and purposes, the uh, Seahawks had scored. They put the uh, touchdown up on the board, but they went to the replay, and they overruled it. And again, I looked when I looked up, it looked like a good touchdown to me, but uh, maybe there was a, an angle I did not see. So I'll have to go back and check that one out. Again, Art Dice will join us in about uh, probably about 10 minutes from now, 10, 12 minutes from now, and uh, we'll talk some more baseball. Uh, let me update real quick. Great news out of the Little League World Series. Uh, we talked about the youngster Easton Oliverson from Santa Clara, Utah, falling out of the top bunk the other night, and they put him in a medically induced coma. Uh, right now, the 12-year-old is doing much better. In fact, not only is he uh, back, he is sa- he sat up and he was able he's able to eat, and also he's been able to walk with support. So he's got support right now, uh, but is it definitely you know a brain injury right now, and they're just. You know, trying to figure it out. Will he be able to come all the way back? And and uh, I've seen that happen before. That happened to my buddy's kid, uh, who actually got face planted in a football game, and for 17 days he couldn't basically do anything. They he was in a coma, and they they didn't know. They didn't know if he'd ever be able to eat eat again by himself or or, or walk again. And uh, Torin Moronic, he he made a full recovery. It took him a, a while, uh, a couple months, uh, just to get back to some degree of normalcy. But uh, Good stuff there. 
and so a good update there. Now, on the sad side of things, Wayne, and I was telling you about this, uh, you all know what a great tight end the Buffalo Bills have for uh, Josh Allen, and that's, of course, Dawson Knox, very good football player. Very sad situation. His brother, Luke Knox, who was a three-star athlete that was actually a linebacker, uh, actually went to Ole Miss, but he transferred to Florida International. He died today at, mm, age, 20, at age 22. And uh, Knox, a, a native of Brentwood, Tennessee, uh, really, really sad. I, I mean, anytime you see something, somebody this young, you just you, you don't know. And uh, so we'll wait uh, for the autopsy report to find out the cause of death there. But FIU coach Mike McIntyre said, you know, he had the honor of coaching Luke, and, and they're just they're just devastated. And uh, wow. you know, the Florida International Panthers program uh, just taking the day off from practice and and uh, probably need a couple of days. And, and, and that's where you need counseling, things like that, Wayne, because you get blindsided on things like this. Or, you know, we talked about the, uh, the Henry Ruggs accident with uh, Tina Tintor losing her life last year here in the Vegas Valley. Things like that happen. I mean, counseling's got to be there. Oh, absolutely! No, that those—that's just such such sad stories, right there, Ken. I, it it it's uh it's hard to even express. It's just such sadness for the families involved. Uh, uh, prayers for for both families. Yeah, no, no question. And uh, we were, I tweeted that out earlier uh, yesterday, as far as uh, the young man, and then also today for the Knox family. Again, uh, Luke Knox, Florida International linebacker, but more importantly, just a 22-year-old kid. You know, a whole life in front of him. And, uh, you know, tragically, that life uh, taken away. So, again, our prayers with the uh, Knox family and also uh, the young man there from the Little League World Series <laughs> talked about that as well. And uh, his name, again, Easton Oliverson. Uh, he is a pitcher and an outfielder for the Snow Canyon team out of Santa Clara, Utah. Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky, as we wrap up our number one. Wayne, I was, uh, you know, asking you with Pujols' home run today, Yep. You know, that's 690 now. That's unbelievable, 690. Uh, so I was like, how many does Aaron have? And we weren't even sure, 755. I didn't realize that Hank hit 305 for his career, had nearly 2,300 RBIs. Now, it was a long career, but how consistent was this guy? And, of course, played 21 years with the Milwaukee and yeah. Atlanta Braves. I don't think he hit 40 in a season, did he? I, I think he did. Did I, he get the 40 I, I, once I'll or say, twice? I'll say that he did. Let me... Uh, Maybe I'll, I was. I'll, maybe it's not fifty. I know he didn't get yeah, the no, fifty. I, no, I, I, in fact, I want to say he got high forties. High forties. Uh, I'd have to look. I okay, thought so I remember I'll, hearing he did never hit forty, which okay, is really so we'll something. See, all right, well, yeah, and if he didn't, I'll, I'll be shocked there. But I would I, be surprised too. No, I, but you're I, you're pretty good on your numbers, so I'm not going to doubt old Crib, man. Yeah. Until I look it up, and we'll we'll do that uh, during the break when we go to break in just a couple minutes. Uh, have a bunch of baseball tomorrow, some big series starting. Talked about Baltimore at home against Boston. And, of course, for me, having the Red Sox win total under, that is key. By the way, update, Seattle now leads Washington 84-81, 23 seconds left. Again, they're laying four. So this could be one of those they come from behind and get the late cover. So we'll keep an eye there as we go down inside the final two minutes of our number one. Uh, tomorrow, you've got more preseason action. Panthers and Patriots. Patriots at home, minus three, total of 40. Saints and Packers from Lambeau, pack minus three, 39. See the totals much higher than they were. And the Houston Texans at the Rams. And the Texans are favored, minus two. So you know it's preseason, right? And uh, you know the Rams aren't going to put a lot of stock into that game coming off their Super Bowl championship. Total is 38 
in that game. Major League Baseball, again, we'll get into a bunch of these series and these games with Art Dice, especially some of the big ones. But yes, the Mets are at Philly. Milwaukee has a matinee game with the Cubbies tomorrow. It's a big series for Milwaukee. They really need to take care of business there. St. Louis goes to Arizona. Michaelis will be on the hill there for uh, the Redbirds. But, you know, they're traveling across country. And again, it's a an Arizona team we were just talking about that's playing pretty good baseball. So, uh Keep an eye on that series. Can the Redbirds keep things going? They're now 15 games over 500. Uh, let's move on down, and uh, we've got Miami. Oh, there you go. The old little Marlins that I need to lose. They're at the Dodgers. So that's good for KT. I like that because uh, you're going to get a, a loss or two in that series. More than likely, Lazardo going there for uh, Miami against Tyler Anderson. We'll get into that. Uh, Boston, Baltimore, that'll be Crawford and Lyles tomorrow. Toronto and the Yankees. Toronto beat them tonight. And uh, see if they can't get them tomorrow. Tomorrow it is Jamison Tyon. I'll tell you real quick. Take Tyon. Betting number 918. KT's birthday. Trust me on that. Comes through more times than not. He's going against Gausman. But uh, take Tyon. Get on it now. KT guarantees a win from the Bronx Bombers. That'll do it. Hour number one. Live from PSBR Law Studios, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, KDWN. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. All right, hour number two, throwback Thursday, KT Live, PSPR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Wayne Krivsky, former general manager, Major League Baseball. And, of course, 41 years in the big leagues. My God, man. I mean, I hope you have one hell of a pension from the big leagues. Yeah. Uh, I lost half of it, though, to my ex-wife. <laughs> oh, come on, Criff. Yeah, I mean, she got you, half. You made she, a little, she earned it. And she you're nickel and diamond KT for, yeah. to try and yeah. get back it was at a, it. It was a nice pension, but yeah. 50% isn't 100. <laughs> I, how am I in math? No, oh, she yeah. deserves it. She, yeah, she, she was with me the whole time. Yep, she, she dealt with you it. for all those years? Yeah, sure did. Yep. No hard feelings, but... Uh, it's only half of what it could have been. Wow, Krivsky, my God, man. Here I am. I, I got you up on this pedestal, but yeah. lo and behold, you got blindsided. Yeah, it's all right. That's all right. It's all good. 
You, you meant I'm well. In, I'm in Vegas with you. I yeah, mean, you come go. on. And, and you got and you got the cookie lady, Donna. She's yeah. you know yep. she makes those great Met cookies. Now Art Dice is with us. Arthur DeCesar, he's a supervisor over there, risk, risk management now over at the fabulous Westgate and a big Westgate weekend, Superbook weekend, and uh, he joins us here on a Thursday. Not only this Thursday, but next Thursday as well. And uh, Art Dice, I know your schedule kind of shifted around for these uh, two weeks, but it's a big weekend there at the Superbook and uh, stopped in there again yesterday. And Mark Lawrence, of course, is staying there. Mark Lawrence from Playbook, he drove out to Steiner's uh, for the show. But my goodness, man, it's it, the joints jumping, as they say. We're not even there football, but we're getting real close to college football, literally uh, nine days away. Yeah, KP, I mean, you said it. It's a big weekend for the sports book. Uh, Super Bowl weekend, always a very popular weekend. Bunch of signups, bunch of giveaways, bunch of media personalities in the building, and just a really busy and fun weekend. We have the golf outing. We're going to give away a couple super contests. So, yeah, very big weekend. And like you said, Next weekend, the 27th, we will have college football. So this is our time of the year, my friend. There you go. Now, uh, my good pal Wayne Krivsky is with me. And, of course, uh, uh, GM there with the Cincinnati Reds back early uh, turn of the uh, century here. But a great baseball mind. I love having Kriv on because we just go through – you know, the entire league, and this guy's on top of everything. He knows, like, the minor league, you know, double-A guys, he knows their mom's maiden name. I mean, the guy's on top of stuff, so it's great. And he knows you're a big Yankee fan. I, I informed him, and so he played your Bronx Bombers off the walk-off grand slam from Donaldson last night, thinking they'd have the momentum at home against Toronto. Your take on your Bronx Bombers, the way that they handled this game today, because Toronto jumped on them early, and uh, Yankees never got in. It got clubbed 9-2. to two. Yeah, well, you know, KP, obviously, as a lifelong Yankee fan, I don't want to say I'm shaking in my boots here, but you just don't like what you've seen of, you know, over the last six weeks with this team. They just have not been great. Obviously, you know, unless there's a real collapse here, they're still going to win the division. But, you know, we're getting to a point here, three, three and a half games back of Houston for the best record in the American League. You know, I've said this to you multiple times on this show. I think it's imperative for the Yankees to get home field advantage. You don't want to play six and seven in Houston. Houston's kind of been their kryptonite. And, you know, they go out and make this big move to get a guy like Frankie Montas, and he has not looked that great so far. You know, listen, it can all be, you know, wiped away if he looks good in October. And then you trade a guy like Montgomery, and he's looked great in his first two starts for the first place Cardinals, so I'm not worried about the Yankees making the playoffs or winning the division, but I don't really know where this team is going to be in October. You don't win games 9-8 to in October. You have to pitch and get timely hitting, get some big bullpen innings, and they just don't have it right now. I mean, obviously a lot can change, but it's a little scary to be a Yankee fan right now. All right, my good buddy Wayne Krivsky, some questions for Hey, Arthur, how you doing? Good to have you on here and nice talking with you. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think you very accurately stated there. There, if you, most Yankee fans are probably getting a little concerned with what's going on and trading Montgomery, like you mentioned, I I, I did not like that trade. And uh, Montas, right prior to the trade, he had to go back to the Dominican. He had some uh, family issues there, uh, and he went about ten or eleven days without throwing. And that I think he's still feeling the effects of that. He really a, a rough game his first start and second start. This was his third one, I believe. And I I, I thought this was the game he was going to step up after last night's big win. But 
He uh, looks like he got thrown out of uh, his routine and his rhythm a little bit there, and, and he, he's a huge guy for them, like you said, a big trade, and he needs to come through here because uh, they've lost Montgomery and Severino's out, and uh, Domingo Herman has been inconsistent. The bullpen, like you mentioned, is missing some arms, and it's uh, the offense has got to step up and try to overcome some of this, the, the pitching that, issues that they have. Wayne, I, I, I agree, and, you know, listen, they, they escaped last night, but, you know, the way Chapman comes into that game last night and just, you know, basically walks the ballpark like he always does, gives up a big hit. He got saved by the Donaldson Grand Slam, but I don't feel confident in Chapman moving forward in a big spot, whether that's the eighth inning or he moves back into the closer role because Clay Holmes has had issues. Yes, he has. I understand there's not a lot of great bullpens out there, and everyone's going to have their own issues. I mean, the Dodgers are best record in baseball, and you know their late innings don't look great either. But it's just tough, and I think you said it with the starting pitching. Outside of Cole, who's been a little shaky in these postseasons, I mean, what are we what are we going to get out of Nestor Cortez? I don't know. I mean, it's just there's a lot of question marks in the starting rotation for the Yankees. You know, these first couple of months of the season, they were basically clubbing everyone and were on pace to win 115 games. That's all forgotten now. It really is. Yeah. I mean, this this team, a bunch of teams have blown by them. That you know, their crosstown rival in the Mets have blown by them, and Houston in the American League. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's just it, it's very scary to me. I I was looking forward to a big October. Right now, I just don't feel good about it. Yeah, the other issue is, uh, as you probably are aware, in the LCS in both leagues this year, there's no off day after after starting with Game 3. They play five straight days, so you better have your rotation in shape. You might need all five of them uh, with no off day uh, in there. So that's a different wrinkle than what we've seen in the past. Oh, there's no doubt about it. You know, there's been years past where a lot of teams – with the built-in off days, can basically shorten the rotation. They exactly. The ball to the best three guys. They can put guys on short rest. But if you're going to run them out and they have no, obviously, off days, you can't do that. You can't pitch your starters on short rest. And then the bullpen's going to get taxed, too, because you're going to have to have bullpen guys come in, basically, in all these games to get big outs. So, yep. you know, it, it also doesn't help that the team they probably will face in the LCS is Houston. Houston has been a thorn in their side. They beat them five out of seven this year. You know, when we go to Houston, it's a house of horrors down there. No one on Houston is scared of the Yankees. Altuve owns the Yankees. They've outplayed them this year. Yeah, it's just tough. I just, man, I, I don't feel good about having to go play a game six and a game seven in Houston. I really think the Astros want to win for Dusty, too. He doesn't have that big ring, and I think there's something there. And, and right now, the rotation's deeper and better. The bullpen's better, and the offense is better. So, uh, Yankees have a lot of work to do. Oh, they definitely do, you know, Wayne. And, and everyone has fallen in love with what Judge has done, and he's, he's having a historic year. One of the great Yankee offensive seasons of all time. That's saying a lot. But that Houston lineup, to me, is deeper and better than the Yankee lineup. I agree. They just have guys like an Altuve, like a Kyle Tucker. Obviously, Jordan doesn't get talked about enough nationally. They have so many really good. Bregman is a really good player. It's just obviously they go get Trey Mancini. I like the Houston offense better. I hate to say it. but yeah, they're, And they're without Brantley, too. They're without a big bat yeah, in Michael just, Brantley, too. They're still 
Yeah, absolutely. They go get Vasquez. I mean, there's just so many things to like more. And honestly, if I'm putting up Verlander versus Cole as a number one, I'll take Verlander. I agree. All right, Art Dice uh, also also want to duck in. I, I heard uh, some inter- interesting conversations, and uh, Wayne will probably echo these sentiments, that the Yankees had an opportunity when they hired Aaron Boone that Buck Showalter was out there. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that Showalter went three years without, you know, getting a managerial job. But when you look at the two New York teams now, you kind of feel better if you're a Mets fan just based on the managerial situation as a whole. Listen, Buck is one of the great baseball minds. There's just no doubt about it. He was wonderful in the early 90s with the Yankees. Obviously, you know, got replaced in 95, and then the Yankees go on their historic run with Torrey. But he kind of helped build that young foundation. He was great in Arizona and then gets let go before they win. He did well in Baltimore, and he's really found a home with the Mets. And that's one of the reasons I took that Met over, because I felt that even though, you know, this was kind of before DeGrom got hurt, but they were going to have two of the best pitchers in baseball, and Buck's going to win you, you know, three, four, five, six extra games. So, you know, Buck is just one of those guys. I think he's coming to the Mets. And, you know, when you're the Mets, you really have nothing to lose in New York because everyone always talks about the Yankees, and it's just like one of those things. The Mets can kind of fly under the radar. And to me, with those two guys on the mound and the way DeGrom's look, I know they're not the favorites in the NL, but to me, I think they're the best team in the NL. Right. Atlanta's yeah. making a move, and that was a big game today for Atlanta with Freed against DeGrom because the Mets had taken four out of five uh, very impressively in New York, but for Atlanta to bounce back and take three out of four and cut it back down to three and a half, that shows me that the Braves and Mets are probably going to be battling down to the end of September. Yeah, I don't disagree. You know, the Braves are definitely kind of under the radar. Obviously, the Dodgers get a lot of love. You know, the Padres got all this love after the trade deadline, all the moves they made. So the Braves are the defending champs. Obviously, it's very hard to repeat, but this is a team who doesn't like lose stride. They just call up guys, or they can lose Freddie Freeman, or they bring up guys like Spencer Strider. It doesn't matter. The Braves always just have an answer, and that organization is great. You know, it's been great my whole lifetime. You know, Braves are nine and one in their last ten. You know, they're still three and a half back, four in the loss column for the Mets. But I'm with you. They're definitely going to battle to the end here in the NL East. And they get Soroka back coming real soon, Wayne. Yeah, he threw a rehab the other day. I think he went three innings on about uh, 40 or 50 pitches, and not to change this up, but Flaherty did too for the Cardinals. So that's another big arm for them. But, yeah, the, I like the Mets right now better than the Dodgers. I like the depth of the rotation, assuming that I guess Carrasco is going to be out for three or four weeks. And Taiwan Walker. And Taiwan Walker has back too. spasms. That didn't sound too bad, but the Carrasco injury after a rain delay, that, that one uh, – that one, but they got David Peterson to throw in there, so that, I think they'll be okay. But they would like Carrasco in the postseason for sure. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. All right, so we have some uh, some good overnights, but we did have one uh, Thursday night football game, and Arthur, I, I, I was watching it, and uh, you know it's crazy at the end because the total was thirty nine over at the Westgate, and Seattle scores, gets a two point conversion, makes it twenty seven to eleven. They get the ball back. And, and to me, it looked like they had a touchdown pass where the guy landed on his shoulder. It looked good. I, I didn't look up again, and so I was saying, oh, that's going to put the game over. They had it listed as 27-17, but they must have nullified that touchdown. 
uh, took it off the board, and it ends 27-11 as Seattle gets inside the five-yard line but can't cash in. Still getting lots of money, but the sportsbooks have adjusted those low totals early on. When you go 3-14, and 14, you can't sit around and expect the sportsbooks to sit idle. They're going to make those adjustments. Well, Ken, that's the whole talk of week two in the preseason, right? Like you mentioned, 17 games, 14 of them go over. Obviously, we were prepared for all the under money that come in, that was going to come in. Tonight was no different in game one. You know, we opened Seattle at 42, 42 and a half, ends up closing at 38 and a half. And there's multiple other games going into this weekend that have moved three, three and a half, four, four and a half points to an under. I mean, you know, the biggest one that I've seen is that Eagle-Browns game. I mean, that game was opened at 42. It's now 36. That's a six-point move. And there's just a bunch across the board. It's just it's incredible how not only the sharp vendors but the public, with all the information out there now, has kind of jumped on this is going to be the week of the unders, and we start off with an under. There you go. An under that was listed as an over on the board for a minute there, 27-17. But again, that touchdown came off the board. It ends 27-11. The game does go under the total. The Bears looking impressive with their backups against uh, Seattle's backups. Actually, Seattle played their first ring for a while. And uh, Locke is out because of the COVID protocol. But Geno Smith uh, did, wasn't very impressive. And then Easton came in and closed the door there for the Seahawks and engineered their only touchdown drive. Uh, Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky, and Art Dice. What you got your police radio on over there? <laughs> Who, me? No. Yeah. I, I, I just got you guys on speaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, you don't want us on speaker because then we're going to get the feedback here. So if, if you can, look, I'll send you the archive, man. You'll be fine. You'll be able to listen to yourself on archive instead of in sense around over there. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, guys, listen back to himself. Like a little seven second delay, and he's, it's great. I'm just like, he's got his police radio on, like a typical East Coast Yankee fan. You did good, around. Art. I would have had no chance doing that. <laughs> I would have had no chance. That is awesome. That is great stuff. All right, uh, Art Dice, let me, uh, let me throw some, some series at you that are coming up. Uh, but I, I do want to get, because we mentioned uh, that, you mentioned that Cleveland Browns game. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, extend it now, and I guess they negotiated this out because I thought for sure after the NFL appeals, it looks like you know from what we're hearing he's going to miss the whole season. That's what the NFL was pushing for as well as as a fine. So again, then they start negotiating. He comes up with this half-assed, lame apology last week. You know, right before the first preseason game against Jacksonville. Now I don't know if you saw the footage YouTube-wise on the uh, reception he got in Jacksonville. And again, that's Jacksonville. This is preseason. They don't have the most boisterous fans, but they let him have it pretty good. And there was, uh, there was one chant with expletives in there that was, uh, was pretty nasty. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, people, they just feel like, you know, you're not owning something you did. 24 women in a year and a half are not all coming out against you, and they didn't all just conspire. There wasn't no collusion there, so to speak, uh, to where they all just said, let's get the quarterback from inside our town and go after him. So here's the, here's the caveat, though, that really irked me today, uh, Art Dice, is when they hand down the 11 games and the $5 million fine, which I guess the $5 million will go to a charity. Now, the way that Cleveland structured his contract, he's only making a million-dollar salary this year. He gets whatever it is, $43 million next year. So they, they kind of worked it because they knew there was a good chance he was going to get suspended and miss a lot of time, potentially the whole season. But then he comes back to an interviewer 
after this whole thing's down and it, to where he says he's apologized to all these people. And they're like, well, what did you, because he says, I'm still uh, maintaining my innocence. And they said, well, then what did you, what were you apologizing for? And he says, well, you know, for the hurt that was caused uh, for people, that, for the, the women that went through. So, well, you can't have it both ways. In other words, you're apologizing. Art Dice, I mean, I know you somewhat, and I know your values somewhat. You know, the way you were raised more than likely just based on the human being you are. If you didn't do something, and there were 24 women that came out against you, and you didn't do anything, and it was influencing whether or not you were going to work or not, you're telling me you wouldn't be having a press conference every day and standing up on a box and saying, I'm suing every one of you for defamation. You've got nothing on me. You're all liars because I'm innocent. Well, what does he do? He holds out, maintains innocence. Then before the Jacksonville game comes out and says, I'm, I'm sorry, I'd like to apologize, you know, to any of the women that had to go through anything. And, uh, you know, then today after the it's handed down 11 games, he comes back and says, well, I, someday I'll be able to tell my side. of the, What do you mean someday? You can tell it right now. We want to listen. What do you have to say? Because you're full of crap, and I can't stand when you give somebody the opportunity and you're giving the kid $230 million guaranteed, so he's paid off 23 of these 24 uh, suits already, and, and you know there's one that's still holding out. But when you come out and you maintain that you're still innocent after apologizing, that's a lot of crap. I've got less respect for Deshaun Watson now than I had after he made the apology last Friday. Your take. KT, I think you said it all. You know, there, there's been a lot of people who have looked bad in this. Obviously, Watson leads it. The NFL looks bad. You know, basically starting him with a six-game suspension. Even the 11 is a joke. Like, just make it the full year. Let's just get rid of him this year. There's no reason to see him at any point this year. You know, once football starts, we don't have to have the Watson thing lingering over where he's going to come back. And then, obviously, you know, for the dramatics of it, let's have him come back when they go to Houston. Yes. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's incredible. And then the Browns, Haslam, that ownership group, they just look like morons. They really do. He even came out, and I get it, he's not going to throw his quarterback under the bus because he just gave him, like you said, basically a quarter of a billion dollars. He's not going to... You know, throw him under the bus, be saying he's a young kid, he's made mistakes, he's still a hell of a quarterback. It's not about if he can play quarterback right now. It means nothing. So it's just the NFL, whenever they have a chance to do something right, they always do something wrong when it comes to these things. This is Listen, we still love the league. We're still going to watch it. We're still going to bet on it. But it sometimes really makes you shake your head when the NFL is given an opportunity to do the right thing or really, you know, set a mark or whatever you're going to say. And they just, they never do the right thing. It's just the NFL over and over again. It's just always what happens. All right. So here's the one, the one thing that I'm happy about is that he got the 11 game suspension and then he comes back and says he's still maintaining his innocence. So that makes me feel good that he does have six games to play this year. He doesn't get a pass like the Houston Astros with the COVID situation after banging the trash can and cheating. Okay. So you don't have that year interval to where things can kind of just go away a little bit. No, you go to Houston. I can't wait to see how he's recepted there in Houston the first game back because there will be ladies groups outside there uh, letting them have the business when that Browns bust gets there. They're going to let him know about it. And there will be chance. Trust me, there will be those that look back and say, yeah, he was a good player. But they know that not only did he give the Texans organization a bad name and they have some, uh, you know, some 
responsibility with the way that they handled some things as way uh, as well, where my dad would kind of call it lying by omission, where you know what's going on, but you kind of look the other way. So it'll be interesting there. And the best is that they close in Pittsburgh, that last game, that 17th game. If you don't think he's going to get a rude reception there every time, if he's under center at all, and even if he's standing on the sideline, in other words, if Jacoby Brissett goes out and has a phenomenal year or he goes down and Josh Rosen steps in or Dobbs or whoever steps in and and does well and they don't even have Watson on the field. But when you think the amount of money that they spent on him, again, only a million this year, but $43 million next year and $230 million guaranteed, you would think they're going to get him on the field. But I'm telling you, he's going to pay the piper for him maintaining his innocence. That was the wrong thing to do. And, uh, you know, he's just figuring, okay, now I know what it is. It's 11 games. I know I'm coming back for the final six games. But my goodness, there's no doubt when a guy's a liar, he's a liar. And I had so much respect for this kid when he came out of Clemson because all the things he used to do off the field when he was there playing for the Tigers and his mom was an upstanding citizen and you could see he was raised right. But whatever's wrong upstairs and he'll undergo counseling, that's part of the deal. And you heard Haslam talk about it, the owner of the Browns, saying that maybe he'll uh, understand uh, some of the things that's going on inside his brain uh, because I think Cleveland was blindsided when he came back after the 11 games was handed down, after the apology last Friday, but then for him to come back and say, I, I, I'm, I'm innocent, and I, you know, someday I'll get to tell my side of the story. You know, I didn't think about it that way. Like, as you said, that will, you know, he'll have to play in maybe some of these games. And, yeah, he's going to get slaughtered. Obviously, Houston, it's going to be a circus when he goes there. I mean, even without all this craziness, they were probably going to shred him anyway because he wanted out of the organization. You throw this horrible stuff on top of it. Yeah, he's going to get murdered in Houston. Obviously, Pittsburgh is never an easy place to play anyway. Obviously, a division rival. So he'll, he'll get heckled nice in Pittsburgh as well. But... Yeah, you know, it just goes to show you sometimes, right? You you maybe don't know what's going on in someone's personal life, or like you said, what's going on upstairs. Because I'm with you. I was a big fan of him at Clemson. You know, I, I, I thought he would be a good pro. He's obviously, when he's on the field, he is a good pro. Obviously not great off the field, as we know. But, yeah, it really is. You know, it's a sad story if you really just, you know, break it down that way. There's no other way around it. Yep, and Wayne, let me ask you, sir, you know, just from – you know, an upstanding citizen that you are. If this happens in any other industry except pro sports, okay, to where somebody's a great athlete, they've proved they're a great athlete and they're making an ass. In other words, if Deshaun Watson, first off, let me put it this way. If Deshaun Watson was a a, a journeyman uh, safety, okay, this guy's going to jail. If he's, I mean, with these 24, you're going to see the indictments handed down by one of the two grand juries more than likely. If that's me or somebody else that's just working a, a you know, a, a normal job, we're going to jail for all that stuff that went down. There's two systems of justice here. Where have we heard that before? Yep. You know, here we go. Uh, it's unbelievable. You, uh, you guys covered it. I don't, there's not a whole lot I can add to it. But the, to think he's, when he comes back, who determined the eleven games? Was that a judge? Or a, it was. A, it was a settlement. It was between the end. I think it was so the how NFL. How can he come right? back and play in Houston? There's no way it, he can play in that game. Absolutely incredible no the way. way they came up with eleven games. No, it's got to be twelve. <laughs> I mean, what kind of shapes he going to be in? Realistic, he should be out the whole year. I heard that's what Arthur said earlier. He should be out the whole year. Yeah, and uh, uh, it, it's just you. Said, someone said it, NFL 
they, they mess it up every time. Well, and I can think about another sport that here, isn't too a, good in this area either. And they, here, here's the thing, Art. Here's the thing, Art. I, I think they set it up that way. And so maybe they're thinking, all right, Deshaun Watson can go back into Houston the way he's coming in with the new team and kind of maybe going early, uh, do something with some women's groups over in Houston, something to make him in. But what happens? I think the NFL and everybody involved gets back. Right. They get blindsided by him still saying, I'm innocent. They're dreaming if they think that's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen now. It it turns into like WWE. Like, let's bring the villain into, you know, the stadium and everyone can boom. It's like, it's just too much. I don't know. The fact that it's set up that way, they know the schedule. You know, these are weird numbers anyway. Six games, 11 games. Like, how how do you come up with 11 and then all of a sudden it's coming back to Houston? It It just, it's too, like, on the nose for that for me. And I just... When I saw that and I saw that his first game would be Houston, whether he plays or not, I mean, he can be suited up on the sideline on an active roster. It's, I'm, I, honestly, I, I'm not there for it. That's, I'm that's with you. And the fact that this prorated missed salary from the, from the suspensions only right. out based on $1 million, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah, no, they, they knew what's coming. And, uh, and, again, when I saw Barry and Stefanski in the uh, press conference when they were welcoming him into Cleveland and saying that they vetted him in the Cleveland uh, media uh, guy asked, he said, really, you vetted him. Did you talk to any of the alleged, it was 22 at that time, it ended up uh, being up to 24, but did you talk to any of the alleged victims? And they go, no, well, we, we, but we vetted him. You know, okay, what did you vet? You vetted that the two grand juries in the Houston area elected not to indict him. And they were probably looking at cost and, and, and you know, knowing that he's going to have a top-notch attorney, so it's going to cost the, the, the city money, whatever. I don't know what they were thinking. But, you know, when you have 24 women in a 17-month period uh, over something that went on to where this guy had how many different uh, masseuses, I mean, I think it was 66 in about an 18-month period. And like I said, I have a niece from Jersey that's been in that industry for a long time now, a good-looking young lady and, uh, you know, has a lot of friends. And they said, all of them said they've never seen any one person uh, request more than five, uh, you know, masseurs or masseuses. Uh, you know, they've n- n- she's never seen more than five uh, in a in a ten year period, let alone you know sixty six in an eighteen month period, so absolutely bizarre stuff. And uh, unfortunately, Deshaun Watson doesn't get it, and he keeps uh, you know want to live in a fantasy world. So we'll see if the counseling helps. That's all we can do is pray that that helps. Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky, Art Dice twenty one. Follow Arthur DeCesar that way. Of course, Westgate Management. Love the guy from the Superbook, and uh, we've got. A final with Seattle beating Washington in that first game of the WNBA playoffs. They beat them 86-83. The game flies over. They were minus four. They win it by three. So KT's calling the Mystics was good. I gave you Connecticut as my easy win. And uh, just so you know, I've got the I've got Connecticut to play Vegas in the finals. We'll see. Las Vegas gets the win. How about that game uh, last night, Arthur, uh, over at the Westgate? I think you guys had 15 on the overnight, and then it closed 16 and a half, and they win by 16. We did. We did open the hometown aces, who are obviously the favorites to win the championship of the WNBA. We opened them 15, and you know it just goes to show you sometimes getting the early number sometimes can be positive for you, unless obviously you're on the other side. You get the best number two sometimes on the back end. But, right. You know, the aces obviously have had a great year, and you know it, it's crazy. You wouldn't think the WNBA gets a lot of volume, but. The, NBA, the WNBA is such a sharp market 
where like you get a lot of sharp bettors who bet it, especially totals. They like to bet the totals because totals move. They can, you know, some WNBA totals can move six to eight points sometimes. And, you know, the public, because it's a Las Vegas team, just like the Knights, just like the Raiders, love to bet the Aces. So you get a lot of just daily players in the sports book who like to put a couple shekels down on the Las Vegas Aces. What's, what is the, uh, what's the limit WNBA? Is it a nickel, a dime? What can you get down on a game? Yeah, usually for for a side you can get a dime. For a total you can get a nickel. Okay. Um, once again, because it's such a smaller market, and you know, compared to the other sports that are obviously you know above it and even going on right now, like a baseball and even preseason football, it's just you know we're never going to be hung out to dry in a WNBA game where we're taking you know five, ten dimes on a game. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, like I said, a dime on the side, nickel on the total. There you go. That's what I thought. I, I, I We were discussing that, and I thought that's right around where it was. All right, so the Mets are in Philly, Bassett and Nola. Uh, Nola minus 117 right now. The way the Mets lost that tough one tonight in Atlanta and have to go to Philly, Philly with an off day, I would look at the fills there. Where are you on that one, Wayne and Art? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think going against the Phillies right now is horrible. Obviously, the uh, Mets have kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster here in the last 10 days or whatever you're going to say. Obviously, the Phillies have, you know, put themselves right in a position to make a playoff spot here. Obviously, they're not going to come close to winning the division, but they've cemented themselves as a team to take serious. And, you know, Bassett is a decent pitcher. He's clearly the three on the Mets, you know, just for my opinion. I know there's a couple other guys who've got injury concerns right now, but Bassett, not a terrible pitcher. Phillies are tough at home, though. There you go. Yeah. But the Mets have beaten them 10 to 14, Wayne. Yeah, and they played them recently, too, uh, about a week ago, last weekend, in fact. And they, they beat the Phillies two out of three. Not not many runs scored in that series at all. And this is another good pitching matchup. Uh, Nola's been tremendous, and so has Bassett, for that matter. I, I, the Phillies have had an off day kind of to regroup, get their bullpen in order, as opposed to the Mets playing. So I, I, might, give a, I might be leaning Phillies at this point and haven't done much work on it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Art, uh, I got this bet with uh, Kripsky over here. He already burned me on one game, uh, one bet. Now I've got, uh, I mean, I'm treading water, just barely staying alive with Milwaukee head-to-head against St. Louis to win the Central. Milwaukee goes to Chicago. It's an early 11-20 West Coast start. Ashby and Thompson in that one. Milwaukee needs to go in there and sweep the Cubs. And the Cubs, you know, they got the win today uh, on the road. And, and you know, they're not, they're not intimidated. They're playing with house money. They have nothing to gain. But, uh, you know, Milwaukee right now is starting to feel the tension because St. Louis is getting some distance and the Cardinals are playing very good baseball. And the Cardinals have a much easier schedule than the Brewers down the stretch. Well, there's no doubt about it. You know, obviously that sits at three right now. Both teams won today. And, you know, they just played this past week with the Cardinals winning two out of three. You know, the Brewers obviously, you know, they felt good about Devin Williams moving forward, being their closer. Obviously, they make the big move and get rid of Hader. I think, you know, people who really follow baseball or people who don't follow baseball probably like, oh, that's an interesting move. But, you know, you know, the people who are kind of like in the know are like, yeah, we know what Devin Williams is going to be. But I'm with you. I just think St. Louis, and I mentioned Montgomery, this is once again coming from a Yankee fan, like that's just going to, you know, bolster what St. Louis has. I think St. Louis, I mean, offensively, they're so much better than Milwaukee. It's not even close, but Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Milwaukee's got to go in and really take care of business when you play a bad team like the Cubs because St. Louis has definitely an easier schedule down the stretch. I mean, St. Louis goes to Arizona, you know, tomorrow. So, you know, they're going to have an easy team that they're playing. So, you know, and they're going to still have a couple of games left with each other, but 
right now with that three game lead and just the two teams seem to be trending in different you know different paths right now i think the cardinals really are going to run away with the central Wayne, I like the Cardinals. Yeah, I agree with with Art on that. And uh, tomorrow, get that series started. Ashby, a rookie pitcher, he's a good looking kid for the future. He's not quite there right now. And uh, Keegan Thompson's been pretty tough for the Cubs, so not an easy game for the Brewers going in there. And and uh, Ashby's kind of been the weak link in their rotation for the most part. All right, then uh, let me jump over to the American League because a big one for my good pal Mark Hoka will be back behind the uh, glass tomorrow night. Cutter Crawford for Boston. They lose last night. They had a chance to go over 500 again, drop a game under 500. Baltimore with Lyles. And Sunday night baseball, we were discussing it. When's the last time, Art, this late in the season that the Orioles would be hosting Sunday night baseball? They'll do so this Sunday against the Red Sox. I've got the Red Sox win total under 85 and a half. So sitting okay on that one right now. They'd really have to play, you know, 650 baseball down the stretch to beat me on that one. But your take is Lyles. Uh, minus 110, eight and a half at the Westgate against Crawford and the Red Sox tomorrow. Man, that Baltimore team, I remember talking to Mark on hold last week about it. They are pesky. They got nothing to lose. You know, they, they're sitting there with the lowest win total on the board going into this year, playing in a division where everyone basically was predicted to win 85 to 100 games. Basically, all of them could make the playoffs. And, you know, Baltimore's just an afterthought. And it's funny, they even trade Mancini. They don't miss a beat. They just keep going. Like I said, the house money thing is huge. Boston has been awful this year. The pitching is terrible. They just, I mean, I know they can slug the ball, you know, when they get hot. But I kind of like, you know, I know Baltimore's sitting two, two and a half games out of that last wild card spot. But, man, I, I think it'd be awesome if they made the playoffs. I really do. I think it'd be fun. You know, it'd be a great story. And, you know, even the teams ahead of them, I, Seattle's good, but I don't love Tampa. I don't even really love Toronto. I think there's a real shot that Baltimore could sneak in. I agree with I agree with you, Art. And I, I, uh, you mentioned Mancini being traded, and they also traded their all-star closer. I, I just, man, if I'm the Orioles and with the fans coming back to the Camden Yards, I, I got to keep those guys. Mancini's a tremendous influence. In the, I know they got some minor league prospects, but a couple of them are down in rookie ball and years and years away if they're even even really considered prospects. I, oh, man, it would have been fun if they, they gave up a huge piece in their bullpen in, in Mr. Lopez and uh, and Mancini's been the face of the franchise. I, I would have liked to have seen what they could do with both of those guys there. Uh, I'm wondering what's going on. Nate Evaldi was supposed to pitch for the Red Sox today, and he was scratched for Winkowski, a rookie, uh, and they get beat by Pittsburgh, and now that's Cutter Crawford. So Evaldi, something going on there. I don't know if he, he tweaked something in his last game or what the situation is, but uh, he's been passed over two days in a row. And there you go. you got the Yankees, a big game now against Toronto because if Toronto wins that game, they're within eight of the Yankees with still two left in that series. And, again, we're only in the uh, you know the third week of August here. Art Dice, Tyon at home, minus 111 at the Westgate, eight the total, and uh, the only th- – the only saving grace, if you are going to back the Yankees, is their betting number is nine eighteen, and uh, that's my birthday, September eighteenth. So I'm sticking with it blindly, taking the Yankees. Man, you're you're a better man than me, Casey. It's hard <laughs> to get on that Yankee train right now. I mean, you know, it's the Yankees. I remember talking to someone the other day about it. Like, man, they've been so bad. Like, how can they be favored every day? I go because it's the Yankees. You you can't make you know, they're obviously a good team. They have a lot of talent. They've had a great season so far, even though they're not playing well lately. But you know you can't even in this bad stretch 
make them underdogs. I know you know Toronto's a playoff team right now, but you just can't do it. The you know exposure you would have making the Yankees plus money right now would be just too much. People are going to still be happy to bet them, you know, minus one ten, minus one fifteen, even higher, even with them not being great right now. So it's just one of those things, and it is crazy to say like. You know, when Donaldson hit the Grand Slam the other night, it felt like a big win. Obviously, they had a stinker tonight, didn't follow it up. But, like, just getting out of that game with a win felt huge. And you're sitting there, and you're like, this is a game, team with a 10-game lead. Like, how is it a big win? Like, they just need some, like, good things to happen for them right now. So, you know, obviously, it's always next man up. Who gets the ball next? And, it's you know, it's going to be in Jamison's hands. So, Hopefully they can take care of business tomorrow. I'm going to say, if the Yankees continue playing somewhat close to the pace they're playing since the All-Star break, and Toronto and Tampa continue playing the way they're playing and even throw Baltimore in the mix, I mean, that lead could be down to two, three games by the middle of September. I'll tell you what, if that does happen... All the pressure is on the Yankees. None of those teams, I mean, you know, at some point, some of these teams are almost 20 games back. I mean, the Yankees were on pace to win 115 games. Now they're actually under 100 win pace. So, I mean, if that ever got to that point at some, you know, first week or two in September, and they're basically two, three, four games up, that, you know, it would get real tight, real tight in Yankee Stadium. All the fan, me, forget it. I might not even be able to come on your show. I'll be inconsolable. <laughs> I won't even know what to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. But all these teams probably see, hey, this is, an, you know, kind of a weak and injured team right now. Let's just keep winning. They're going to play, you know, 35 win, you know, win percentage baseball. And we can just keep beating up on them. And who knows, maybe we have a shot in September. Well, and, of yes. course, Krivs, Krivsky's yeah. over here. You better be able to console him. He, he had the second end of a parlay with Washington against the Pod, I mean Padres against Washington. Don't tell me. Don't tell Washington me. put up a two spot in the ninth right Off now. Off Hader. Three to one. They How lead about this go to the bottom Hader of the ninth. came in in the middle of the inning. He didn't start the inning. Darvish had gone eight, pitched great, and he gave up, got two base runners. Now you bring in your closer with two men on. That's not, uh, I'm surprised Bob Melvin did that. Yeah, it's. I mean, and those are the ones that. And the Padres had bases loaded one out, right, in the eighth or the seventh? Yeah, the bases loaded uh, was two outs. Two outs. Uh, yeah, but Soto struck out. So, uh, yeah, getting back. Let's let's switch it back to the Yankees. Uh, I threw I threw him now. There, there goes there goes his and, and his be- and his beautiful fiance Donna. She makes uh, these incredible cookies. She made me these Mets. I hope cookies. she's asleep when no, you I, said the word fiance. I, I, I hope she hope oh, yeah, she's yeah, sleeping I'm by the now. Pressure on her. Yeah, it's two hours. She doesn't usually make it through the second hour. <laughs> wait till wait till I get these bride and groom cookies. Yeah, no, no, no. You already got half my pension taken away from me. Now you got me. It's terrible. Oh, Krivsky, man, he, he's losing ground, and it all comes back to haunt him because he, he bet me that the uh, Mariners, when they were nine games under, right, yeah. I bet him I go they won't even get back to five hundred. So he bet me, and I gave him a plus one fifty. So I had to pay that off last week. Hey, so right, I just, it's, it's all coming back on you, Krivsky. I just need to stay here and make bets with you. I'm better That's off. It. You are. You're better off than getting married, that's for sure. All right. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, Donna. I mean, I, no, with Donna, yeah. you may get it right this time. So. Yeah, yeah we'll, she's we'll, a good girl. But, yeah, we'll uh, wait and see how things go. A little early. At, least, early. You'll, at least you'll have cookies at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> at least I'm having a good time in Vegas, that's all. Whether uh, the Yankees win or lose, they've been tough on me, Art. I, I'm I'm with you here. I can't I can't back them right now. i got to I take a, take a step uh, backwards and see, what, see if they can right the ship here before I can uh, jump on them here. It's, Tyone's too inconsistent. Gosman's tough. 
it's a pass game to me. All right, so what about Houston and Atlanta? What a great interleague game. Just the one interleague game. Kyle Wright, a minus 128 at the Westgate, 8.5 the total. You know, Atlanta doesn't have to travel. They do come off the emotional series against the Mets, and they beat DeGrom today after nearly getting Scherzer. Uh, so they're right in the thick of things. They don't want to let that go by the wayside and drop the first of three to Houston. McCullers on the hill for the Astros. Hard to find the Astros as a plus price, but you'll get them plus 115, eight and a half the total. What about it, Art? Do you look at Houston the way that they're playing and, and just to get a team of that quality at a plus price, or do you stay with the Atlanta Braves, even though they're coming off that Mets series because they did take three out of four? It's it's a real tough series. I, you know, the Braves have had a lot of these, like, streaks that they go on and when they're hot they're hot but it's kind of like the Dodgers the other night right when the Dodgers were plus money like anytime you can get a team one of the best two or three teams in baseball plus money I think you have to look at it for me it'd be a stay away I wouldn't want to get in the Atlanta train in front of the Atlanta train right now they just they just been so good the only thing you would say is maybe there's a little letdown after just playing obviously their big division rival and then they get an interleague that comes in but, you know, I, that would be the only angle maybe you can look at. Houston, you know, Ken, we've talked about this. I've been on Houston for two months now saying this is a team no one's talking about. Everyone just talked about the Yankees. I mean, Houston, once again, I said it, I said it earlier, they went blown by the Yankees. I mean, three or four games better. Houston is just so good. They, they just – they're built. They're built for you know May and April, but they're also built for October. I think this Houston team, and you know, they've been one of the best teams in baseball the last three or four years. You know, regardless of what you think about the trash can situation and all that nonsense, but Houston is just really good. This is going to be a fun matchup with two of the best teams of baseball going against each other. Yeah, but when we are, uh, let, let me just tell you, I'm going to go back to that Wayne because when you talk about nonsense, when you looked at Houston's average in Los Angeles in that series, and then back in Houston. You're talking about 300 points difference, batting average-wise, team-wise. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so it meant something. It definitely yeah, meant something. I guess it did. I'm ready to put that behind us here. This is that's only because be a- you're friends with Dusty and he's taking yeah. over. But Hinch, to me, and he's struggling with Detroit right now, he, you know, I, and then Cora you know, taking the whole thing and going on the road, a little different concept there in Boston. But he was part of that mess as well. Yep. No, you're right about that. It's, this is going to be a fun series in Atlanta. I thought Art made some really good points. Could be a letdown for the Braves after playing the Mets. On the other hand, Astros just scored 21 runs. I would tend to buck that or lean towards the other side when a situation like that. Although, uh, and the other thing is McCullers. It's only his second start. He had a lot of adrenaline that first game in Houston with the home crowd. He pitched great. I might look for a little bit of a step back. I, that second start can sometimes be a little tricky. Kyle Wright's been good. I And Atlanta tough at home. Uh, oh, it's a tough game but I might lean towards the Bravos there. All right, uh, only a couple minutes to go. Art Dice, great to have you this Thursday. We'll have you next Thursday, second hour as well. Raiders holding steady there at the Westgate. Eight and a half the win total, minus 140 to the over. KT's already told you a long time ago, go over back when they were even money. Now it's minus 140. Also, they got some more money as far as the AFC West. They're only plus 525 now. Last week when I talked to you, they were plus 575. So they continue to get money to win the AFC West. I heard one of the uh, the guys on the uh, ESPN broadcast tonight of that Seahawks-Bears game saying that he thought that Denver would win the AFC West. I have Denver coming in last place. I know Russell Wilson's there. They already lost Patrick, and I'm not sold that they're uh, better than the Raiders, Chiefs, or Chargers. 
Art Dice, what have you seen, win total-wise or division-wise, what has moved uh, over the last you know week or two uh, to where you're getting maybe some steam on some of these NFL futures? Well, KT, I'm glad that you're in line with me on Denver because I've told you I think Denver under 10 wins is my favorite bet of all the over-unders. I think toughest division in football. I know Russell will give them kind of some energy, but I'm with you. I could see Denver finishing last, and there's no way they go 11-6 and six or better. So I love the under 10 in there. But, you know, as far as, like, division odds have gone, I mean, you've seen a little bit of movement. You know, the Dolphins have dipped a little bit. They were plus 475, now plus 450. You know, the Colts are clearly minus money in the South at minus 145. You know, Jags in the South as well. We opened them. 10 to 1, they're now 775. So some people taking a shot with the Jags thinking they'll, I mean, listen, whoever coaches the team, you and I could coach the team would be better than Urban Meyer. So them getting rid of Urban Meyer probably gives them, you know, a win or two. And obviously they need Lawrence to step up and grow up. Obviously that's a big thing. Lions, man, the Lions have been a darling in the futures market in the offseason every which way. Make the playoffs, Super Bowl, Dan Campbell to win the coach, and especially in the division. We had them open 20 to 1. They're now 9 to 1 to win wow. the division. So now I don't know if that's a hard knocks thing or people just kind of like what's going on with them, but that's been a big one. And I know we've talked about the Eagles. The Eagles have been a huge, sharp play. And now you have the Eagles and Cowboys both sitting in that AFC, in that NFC East. Both at the same price, both plus 140. Before the draft, before free agency, Cowboys were minus money. Eagles were basically three to one. Now they're both sitting at plus 140. So the Cowboys have fallen a lot, and the Eagles have been the big, big riser as far as any of the divisions go. They're in Philly going up a half game, not only a half game as far as their win total from nine to nine and a half, but they're minus 140 to go over nine and a half, where the Cowboys opened at 10 and a half. They're down to 10, and if you go over, it's even money. So, yes, a lot of money on Philly and a lot of money against Dallas. And, uh, boy, you know, we'll wait and see how things pan out for Dak Prescott and company. I think Ezekiel Elliott, you'll get his best effort because he knows Pollard is the guy right now uh, that's breathing down his back. But I'm not sold that receiving core is going to be great. Right now they're, uh, they're, they're nursing some injuries, and uh, C.D. Lamb didn't practice today. We'll wait and see. It doesn't seem to be anything serious. But, you know, you let Cedric Wilson go. Amari Cooper's gone. I do like Schultz a lot, and I do like C.D. Lamb. But we'll wait and see. But I, I agree. I think the Cowboys, uh, if I were going to play them, I would have played them under the 10.5. Uh, you missed the boat on that one. In Philly, now you would need 10 wins uh, to get it. And you're going to have to lay juice minus 140. But I expect money to continue to go on Philadelphia and the Raiders. Raiders, though, their first five games are dice, and we only got about uh, two and a half minutes here, but uh, real quick, they're at Chargers, home against Arizona. Now, that'll be on my birthday, so I'm guaranteeing a win there. Then they're at Tennessee, home against Denver, and at KC Monday night before they're by. So their first five games... At Chargers, home Arizona, at Tennessee, home Denver, at KC Monday night game. They got to go three and two to me out of the gate before that bye week just to have some, you know, some momentum going into that uh, last 12 games. Well, I don't disagree. And I think that's a, it's, it's winnable to go three and two there. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, listen, week one, I don't want to say it's kind of like, you know, so it's a long season. There's 18 right. weeks. But, you know, you kind of set the tone week one. Yep. You know, division rival, talk about another darling. Chargers are a big darling in the offseason. I think Arizona will be fine. They'll take care of that game. And, you know, you would think at Tennessee's hard, but I think Tennessee takes a step back this year. 
And then, you know, I've already explained how I feel about Denver. They're going to get that game at home. Kansas City on the road will be tough, but I think the one road game that they have in there against Tennessee is a winnable game. They probably could win those middle three, lose the first, and lose the last one, and still come out three and two in that. There you go. And the Chargers win total, by the way, is up from 10 to 10.5. It's even money if you go over minus 120. If you go under in KC, they opened at 11. It's down to 10.5 at the Westgate. If you go over the 10.5, you're minus 130, plus 110 on the backside if you go under. Great stuff. Art Dice, appreciate you. Let everybody know real quick if they sign up, you got that $100 deal uh, back there as far as the uh, bet 100, get 100. 100 promo is that how that works absolutely ken I'm, I'm glad you brought that up you know last year beginning of football season we did a for new uh app customers you know first time users who sign up bet 50 get 50 we've doubled that going into this football season if you're a first time signer up for the app you come in you sign up it takes five minutes you're going to bet a hundred dollars get a hundred dollars so it's basically like a free hundred dollar roll Come in, get that set up. This is the time to do it for football season. And as I always say, every week on the show, if you ever need help with any of that, you come in, come to the Westgate, ask for Arthur Caesar. I'll get you set up. Like I said, it takes a couple of minutes, and I'll get you on your way. You're a class act, my man. Now go back. I'll have the archive up in an hour. You can go back listening and sense around. Appreciate you. We'll do it again next Thursday with you, pal. Gentlemen, I appreciate you guys as always. And, uh, Ken, we will talk next week. Thanks as always. Great stuff from Krivsky. Thanks, As always, you're the best, man. Wayne, we'll see you uh, not in person, but we'll have you on. And uh, we'll have you on next Thursday. Look forward to it, Ken. Thanks a lot. That'll do it. Throwback Thursday tomorrow, Friday football fiasco. Power's in studio. Till then, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 on the FM side, 720 on the AM side. I'm Ken Thompson. Thanks to Lourdes. God bless. Good night, everybody.